y estás escuchando Radio Calía NFL Edition and with the first overall pick uh, Radio Calía selects Jerry Garcia what's up dude how's it going how's it going Archie how you been good and you I've been well man I've been well how was that intro it was awesome it was awesome number one pick dude yeah I know <laughs> I'm ready NFL edition do you do any NFL any NFL any football coaching yeah I do uh well currently um I coach I'm working here in Del Rio and I coach here I coach the freshman football team este, is it hard? Uh, it's different. Yeah. Um, I think being from Eagle Pass, it's, it was a certain way we did things and with certain, uh, I guess, practice schedules and all that. And, you know, you get used to a certain terminology and that, I mean, that's all I really know. I knew. And then you go somewhere else and everything's, it's the same concept, you know, but everything's completely different. They call it's different. It, it's different. Yeah, different terminology, different verbiage for different plays, for different formations, and a completely different system. But I mean, it's still football, you know. But uh, and, was... and and now that you're a coach, are you like, damn? Now, now I get it. What the coaches were trying to get, trying to get across, and and we wouldn't listen because you played, right? Yeah, yeah, I played, and and I, I kind of I look back and I'm like, ah, oh, there's so many other things I could have done to kind of put myself in a better position but you know when but you're, I mean, that, like, when but you're I mean, a teenager see but yeah. I mean like coaching like now that you're coaching are you like damn I I get how hard it was like when I was playing oh for sure just the whole and then, and then now part. and then now it's my turn to teach these kids how to play and you got to teach them you know from the ground up from the ground up yeah I mean just like I, I didn't realize how much planning it would take because it does I thought like you just show up the drills were already there like we already had a plan going in like no like you have to talk to your other coaches like in my in my case I have to talk to my offensive coordinator he's already cleared something with the head coach and then we give our input and then we kind of put together a practice schedule and then that's for varsity and then the practice schedule for freshmen and then, okay, what is the what is the middle school doing? Okay, the middle school is only going to get these certain amount of plays. Seventh and eighth grade own two two more plays, and then freshman you, you can only do this much. And then varsity has the whole playbook. And then as far as practices, like it's everything's pretty similar as far as the practices are run. But then there's time limits and time issues, or like middle school can only practice so much, varsity can only practice so much. Then I think the the limit is eight hours per week. So you have to fit everything kind of, when you're when you're planning for a new opponent, you have to fit everything in those basically those, three yeah. days because it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday, you kind of just walk through and polish everything up and then Friday go play. Damn, so it's a, it's a lot of prep work, a lot of. Um, so is, is it like a pipeline that you guys get from like, OK, we're going to we're going to run these plays in junior high. So by the time they get to freshmen. They got some of the plays down. So by the time they get to varsity, it's kind of like, oh, I remember this play. We run it hundreds of times. 
Exactly. That's how, ideally, that's how it should work. You know, at seventh grade, you might give them one formation and like four or five plays. And then eighth grade, you give them two formations and maybe 10 plays and then freshman a little bit more. And then, but it's this, those five plays at the seventh grade are running. They're in the varsity offense. Like you're going to run them with varsity. Ah, okay. So, so that's something I didn't know. Each formation, you can run different plays. Yes. Yeah, but it's it, the same formation. Yes. So depending on what you want to do or it, it, it changes year to year because it depends on what kids you have, you know, like if you want to have, if you have, usually see, see, if, like, you have better, yeah. if you have bigger kids, you're going to have a, probably a fullback and a tight end and run the ball more. If you have more smaller kids, quicker, you're going to be a spread, you know, kind of like what Eagle Pass does. And, you know, it changes and it changes year to year, you know, some year you have some big kids and some year you have, Smaller, quicker, more agile kids, and you and, have to be willing to adjust. And does that make it like fun? Do you like that challenge? Like, damn, okay, we got this class coming in, and yeah. like, okay, now we got to scrap last year. Like, we're gonna do this now. Yeah, and you kind of seeing like you're already, you're always kind of planning. Well, as far as I am, like, like me, I I got to see the seventh and eighth graders. I was like, this eighth grade class coming up. Okay, they're really good. Like, I I know what I can do already. But we got a new head coach, so so uh, everything's gonna change. Like the offense, yeah. and the terminology, all the plays that I've learned so far these last three years, <laughs> it's all brand new. I mean, the like I said, the con like we're still gonna you, you got to run like inside zone, which is a run play, and GT, which is a counter run play. You, I mean, the the plays are the same. It's just what you call them. Like like in Eagle Pass, it was very basic, like general uh, GT. So that means the guard and the tackle are pulling. Over here, like it was a code word for GT, and and <laughs> now I'm sure it's going to be another code word or a direction. And for example, like our GT, like that's one of the most popular. Everyone runs it. Do you even see it in college and 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 NFL? And it's GT. It's just the guard and the tackle are pulling, it's, going from one side to the other. It's but GT, like here, but in Dario they call it do credit. <laughs> as it went, the advanced. <laughs> Advanced, advanced, <laughs> placement. No, but yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. Uh, like our, our code word for GT was Ford. I mean, Ford Mustang, and, and we had Ford oh, and okay. Shelby. So GT right was Ford because it has an R, and then GT left was Shelby because it has an L. Right, right. So we just we try to like make it just one word, simple. Once you hear Shelby, okay, it's GT left. And, and I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's happened, but has it happened that you're like you call it? Do do you call the place or do you let the the kids call their place? No, I call like for the freshman, I call the place. I call okay, the place. okay. So has it ever happened to you that you call a play and they run like something different? You're like, no, yeah. it's not. And you're like, if you would have done what I called, maybe it would have yeah. been a different outcome. Yeah, and like that's the thing is like even with at this level, like if you have to know who you have, right? You have to know who your athletes are because, and just get it to them. If you get it to your best players more than often, more often than not, you're going to have success. Um, but yeah, it happens, especially like at the freshman <laughs> level, like, oh man, it's, I mean, it's fun though. Like it, 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 it is funny though. Like some people, some coaches, I guess are more serious about it, but like, if you take a step back and you're like, that, that was, that was, I didn't call that, but oh man. <laughs> We'll, so, we'll talk so about go, it. We'll talk about it on Monday. 
so so it can go both ways. Sometimes you they call a different play and it works out even better. Yeah. See? Yeah. I mean, like it's all based on the athlete. Like, you know, we uh this year we had a really good running back who just you would tell him, hey, run it inside, and then he would pop out and bounce it out by himself because he was real fast and boom, he would take it, go score a touchdown. I'm like, well, I didn't call that, but <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. Este, so so I'm I'm assuming you're a teacher. So you, you go yes. you go to class and then after after class you have your practice. And then after the practice, you do your planning and prep, and then you still sometimes go scout the middle schools. Yeah, well, so the way it works is like I teach algebra one. So I have I, we have we're like four periods every day. So first period is like my planning period. So I get to do uh, oh, okay. You plan during yeah, so I usually hour plan like uh-huh. yeah, it's an hour and a half. So I usually do like 45 minutes of what I'm gonna do that week or that day, and and then like I'll be talking to my offensive coordinator, hey, what's the plan for today for football or Hey, uh, the practice schedule. Hey, I'm going to do this drill. Is this drill okay with you? I can just kind of checking in with him since he's the one that the offensive coordinator is the one that calls the plays for varsity. So, so my job with the varsity's practice was I was the tight ends coach. So I had to get all the tight ends and the fullbacks ready. And then for the freshman practice, I would call the offensive plays. And then we would go help out the, at the middle school. The middle school would practice for like an hour. So from like 3.30 to 4 30 we would go to middle school and just kind of help them out they needed they a lot of the coaches were never played football or were barely learning like the different uh, schematics and all that so we would go kind of guide them for an hour then go to the high school for the freshman practice and then right after the freshman practice for like another hour then we would start the varsity practice you know, it's, do it. yeah it's a long but it, you know it's what it's a long day it's crazy because that's how it was here. It's not like that everywhere. I mean, here it was pretty unique because I felt like we had a lot of new coaches and, you know, I was a new coach too. So like when I first learned, I was, okay, I was going to do it how my head coach wants it. Okay. He wants us to go here. He wants us to go there. And you know what? It, it, it helped me because I, I learned the offense real fast. Cause I saw it from the basics to the seventh grade and then the eighth grade, then freshman and then okay varsity and that it just kind of like everything else was like another like an, an addition to it mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, so. f- I feel like if you study um the same plays a lot or even like seeing the same songs or, or stuff like that read the same books you get different perspectives on it yeah and you kind of create new plays or whatever from just running yeah. that, those same plays just so just by the repetition of seeing them all the time. Yeah. So two of my good friends, they're from here from Del Rio. They never they never played football, but they we they got hired as te- they were they were teachers and we kind of brought them on as coaches because we needed middle school coaches. So I kind of sat down with them and like, hey, it was it was this was my second year, or yeah, not this past year. But I sat down with them, kind of teaching them the basics, like, hey, this is inside zone. This is like I said, GT. These are our past concepts. This is what we do. And in doing that, it kind of helped me too. Cause I was like, okay, like it kind of helped me organize everything. And, but then they would come like, Hey, what if this is happening in the game? What do I do? So you start like thinking about it. Okay. Well, if they're doing this and this is how you attack that. And if they're doing this defense and you, they're going man to man, you want to do a lot of quick slants, you know, kind of 
out in breaking routes and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, yeah. Different but perspective. in teaching the new guys, you kind of like start seeing it in, in a bigger picture than being the one learning. And it so, goes the same thing for for algebra ones. Like I'll be teaching them, like, oh yeah, now, oh yeah, now, and then it clicks again. <laughs> like I remember that. Like, yeah. That's funny, dude. Este, so you know a little bit about football. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. So we're doing a NFL draft edition. Yeah, like anytime este... we talk, anytime we want to talk NFL, I love NFL. I listen. You to love NFL. Podcasts. What about yeah. the the um the fantasy? Fantasy, I love it too. Um, I'm in two leagues, uh, but yeah, I love. I try to. That's what I do on my free time. Is like I'll I'll listen to a podcast based, and it's all usually based on the NFL, or like I'll I'll be scrolling through my phone, and my wife's like, "What are you reading?" And it's like, oh, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers' press conference was today, and I didn't, you know, I got to catch up. And she's like, "Why?" It's not like, "What does it matter to you?" I was like, oh, "It's one of my hobbies," you know. See, see, see. Just like keeping in touch with what's going that's on. That's it. That's cool. Hey, I I didn't watch a single football game last year, mm-hmm. but I I like watching it. It's the I got invited to this league. Shout out Twelve Thieves. Never watched the game, but I I love the um, I love the um, the drafting and the managing teams part of yeah. it because I like doing that in the FIFA games and soccer. Yeah, so it kind of translates good over to the fantasy football. Yeah, came in second, dude. Puro analytics. Oh, really? And your first year. Moneyball. Nice. Este, pero yeah, I love all that stuff. The numbers, everything. Yeah, looking at points per game or what they're projected. Yeah, yeah. Should I drop yeah. this guy? Should I not? Yeah. And this guy just got caught caught at, at a nightclub. He's not gonna play. <laughs> yeah, right. You, <laughs> you never a know. Team? You Who's your favorite yeah. team? Who's my favorite team? Cowboys. I have to go with the Cowboys. I mean, that the was classic. Like, yeah, classic. You know, my uncles were Cowboys fans. My grandpa was a Cowboys fan. My dad didn't really watch. You, my dad grew up in Piedras. He didn't really wasn't really a football guy. And Le gustaba and, el baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> he liked baseball. Uh, he says classic, he, was, dude. he was a homeronero and and I was like, classic. I was walked like, dad, walked every day to school. Well, and then, and then I'd play the game. Go to the yarda to go play. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't know why. I don't believe me. But yeah. Um, the Cowboys. He's a baseball guy. He never played football. Uh, he kind of, when we were growing, me and my brother were growing up, he kind of like started, oh, okay. Because we did flag football first through all through elementary. And then in seventh grade when is when I started tackle football. Yeah, tackle. Mm-hmm. Este, that's a fun story. Classic. And you never liked baseball? Was he ever like, yeah, hey, vas a jugar pelota? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, baseball was actually baseball. Was, I was pretty good growing up. I mean, I think I stopped playing the last pitcher. time. I, yeah, I was a pitcher in the first oh. base. <laughs> yeah, I'm left-handed, so I like as soon as I was nice. as soon as I could throw. Baseball is like, oh, he's a lefty, like he's, he's going to be a pitcher. So I, I think I pitched when I was like 11, 12, 13. I think I stopped pitching when I was 14. And uh, I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, we, I had a lot of good experiences. This is just the 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 kind of generate the class that I grew up with. I guess the generation, our, our age group was stacked. Like we had a lot of very good baseball players. 
most uh, some of them went to go went on to go play in college and a lot of oh, them see. were on the, on the CC Wind side but I played with them since we we're like seven eight years old and CC yeah. Wind had a really good team at that time dedication yeah yeah absolutely uh but they were very talented and I kind of once I got to high school it was uh kind of like okay football for sure I didn't want to do basketball anymore um and then it was like baseball or track and I had done really well in shot put and discus so I was like no you know what let me stick to shot put and discus este. I was kind of persuaded to do that because my my uncle's the head track coach so it was like if I did baseball it was like kind of like giving him a slap in the face like sí, sí. Como, like como no, no vas a venir a tirar y, and you're gonna be go over there playing baseball and I was like no but I actually really like track it was a lot of fun and what you coach, do track? I coached track as well what you do in track uh, shot put and discus I threw the shot put and the disco y la bala como se dice en español and, um, are they heavy yeah so depending on what age group it is so let's say like right I, I coach middle school right now I coach middle seventh and eighth grade so and for the boys it weighs the shot put weighs four kilos and the discus weighs one kilo and then when they jump up to high school it goes up to 12 pounds and 1.6 kilos is the disc. And then if they go to college, it jumps up again to the college and Olympics is the same. It's 16 pounds. And then the disc is just two kilos. 16 pounds. Damn, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it is it a pain on your shoulders? Not really. It's more, I think more, you'll see more wrist injuries because of depending on how you throw it and how you, how you hold really, it. Yeah, because your shoulder, you don't really, like, yeah, you use it, but it's more like your chest and but okay. if you don't have a strong wrist you kind of use this like flicking motion and it, that your wrist is what where it can get oh. you or even even your hand the you hand know. also yeah the hand and the fingers you got to have strong fingers too because the last part that it touches is your fingers so if you don't have strong fingers it'll it'll it oh like roll. in the last stretch yeah it'll 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 roll off like you'll see it with the young kids when they're barely learning like it rolls off the back and it, well, it, I mean, it, it hurts a lot. So yeah, uh, you got oh, to be dude. careful. And the, the, the discus, también wrist? Wrist, for yeah, same process, wrist and forearm. That one, it's, that one's hard to get. Like once you get it, it's, it's cool, but it's hard uh, when you're starting off. Um, because dude, it, it's hard because with the Frisbee. How you hold it. Huh? It's hard with the Frisbee, just throwing yeah. it like accurate. Yeah, imagine I'm with like, like a you know and then trying to get it like down the middle like down the yeah 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 that's what i mean yeah 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 yeah. it's yeah it's, it does like we had i had several of my throwers this year they're seventh graders hitting posters and stuff <laughs> I'm like, oh, and like Mijo, you threw really well in practice what happened dude like over here embarrassing embarrassing and, and, under, under the bright lights <laughs> i was like i know like we practice this <laughs> We practice this every day, Monday through Thursday, and then Friday comes the track meet, and then what happens? The bright lights, and so I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like you're releasing it like uh, three seconds before you're supposed to release it. That's why it's getting that poster right there. And it happens. It happens a lot, though. And you, and you see it like even at the high school. It's happened at the like at the high school track meets because as like as part of our side, kind of like I guess I guess part it is part of the job description where. We're the middle school coaches, but whenever the, like Del Rio hosts the high school track meet, the middle school coaches have to go and work the 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 track meet. And like I did shot put this year, and you know call out all the names, all the different high schools that come by. I mean, it's pretty cool. 
Hey, you were telling me that you were in season. How'd your season go? How did it end? Uh, good, good. As far as the middle school in eighth grade, we didn't. We won every single track meet. Uh, we had a really good eighth grade. Oh, class. See? Like earlier when we were talking about like when you see the younger generation, like this are the eighth grade class here in Del Rio. It's stacked. Like they got a lot of really good athletes and everything: football, basketball, track, and they'll probably even have a good baseball team. There's no middle school baseball, but just from hanging out with the guys and track and to like, yeah, I played for this travel team. And I was like, okay, so they're just all around very good athletes. And the seventh grade, seventh grade came in second, like in every single one. And they lost to EPJ. EPJ had a really good seventh grade boys track team. And yeah. you guys just, just like middle school, do you guys just um, play the surrounding areas or do you guys also yeah. go to like playoffs and stuff? No, like it's just, so like we get Del Rio, we got invited to like a district. So in, in, in well, Del Rio Middle School. So our district track meet was Pearsall, Uvalde, Pearsall, Uvalde, who else? Carrizo Springs. Um, I think Catula was there. And there was one other team I can't remember. They were blue. Oh, Hondo. Hondo. And that was like the our our district, but it was just there. Well, as far as middle school, it just stops there. It just stops um, there. Then we uh us, Eagle Pass and, and Eagle Pass Memorial got invited to to go compete in Laredo. So we did we went to the Laredo one and it was just the Laredo ISD schools. And I think they only have like four middle schools. And that one we like Del Rio eighth grade boys won, and I think EPJ seventh grade boys won. <laughs> only four <laughs> yeah. yeah only yeah it's because like it's crazy to think of how separated laredo is now because there's two school districts but laredo isd is like the older gener i think they only have three high schools and only four but if you look at the united isd which is in laredo they have the four high schools and i think each high school has three middle schools that goes into it so there, there's like 12, I think 12, maybe 12, I might be wrong. Maybe 12 or 8 middle school, something like that. Damn, I didn't even know it was that big, Laredo. Yeah, yeah, it's humongous. Yeah, so it's like kind of, kind of like, I guess, I wouldn't say south side and north side, but it's like the old Laredo is Laredo ISD, and then the newer schools are United ISD. Okay, okay. Yeah. So like as far as in, in the varsity or the high school level, where we only play, well, we'll play the other schools, but the ones in our district are the United schools. So it's United, United South, Alexander, and LBJ. Ah, okay. Yeah. So let's play bien, entonces, first place, eighth graders, seventh yes, graders. Yes, eighth graders, yeah. And place. then in at the high school level, Alec, Laredo Alexander won the district track meet. But then in at area, which is the second round, which was last week in, in Tamien and Laredo, Del Rio, we won it. And then tomorrow, no, Friday is when... Oh, that's good. Yeah, Friday is regionals for the high school kids. We have one thrower going. He's a discus thrower. He's a pretty big kid. And you said you were the shot put for the high school? No, no, I just do middle school track. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, but I, I was invited, so I got invited. Um, ah, that's what you told me. You are invited. Yeah. yeah, so I was kind of going to So help you go them with out. them? Yeah. I went that's to the good. last two track meets. That's good. You're going again Friday? No, I'm not. I'm not. We're going. Actually, my wife and I were going to San Antonio uh, to Eagle Pass. Ah, I mean, okay. Pass, yeah. So safe travels. Yeah. Este, eh, pues, 
You said you like the Cowboys. The Cowboys went to the playoffs last year, no? That's where we are. Yeah, they did. They did all right. I think they could have done better, but um, you know, I think there's a lot of differences, and I guess I don't know if there's differences in opinion of how everything went down, but who did know, they beat in the what? Well, they beat the Bucks, right? Yeah, they beat the Buccaneers. So I, I thought I was like, híjole, no, the Buccaneers. Tom Brady. Are, yeah, I was like he's Tom Brady. He's he's another. You know, you can't you can't beat them in the playoffs. So I was like, after that, I was like, after they beat the Bucks, I was like, Vamanos, let's hey, let's go to the Super Bowl. Like, this is the year we beat Tom Brady. Like uh Aaron Rodgers isn't in the playoffs. Like, let's go. Like, there's no one that could stop us. But um who, who did they play after that? Uh I think they lost to the Niners. No. San Fran, yeah, San Fran. Sí. Yeah, San Fran was tough. And but like San Fran's been going now, like for the last two, three years where they're like one game away, one game away, even this year. Uh, I think if they if they would have had a quarterback, they would have probably competed better. Competed they would have probably beat Philly. Yeah, yeah, the Cowboys, they lost their offensive coordinator, right? Yeah, he's now with the Chargers, Kellen Moore. Yeah. Did they hire anyone? No, I, actually, I don't know if they did. I, I didn't even look. Or that is, up, but is this guy going to call the plays? Yeah, he, he already said Mike McCarthy. Said yeah, I think this is like kind of like a prove it year. Like, yeah, see, no, let's get someone else. I think, I don't know. I mean, I, obviously, I don't know. But Do do head coaches do that? Like, do they not hire coordinators and they just do both jobs? Depends. So now you see that kind of like uh, where they hire uh, like an offensive minded coach and he'll call like Sean. Mc it started with kind of I think it started with Sean McVay or might have started with Shanahan and in, in, in San Fran where they hire like an offensive coach to be the head coach and he kind of takes over the play calling. So he'll call the offense and then he, they usually do have an offensive coordinator that kind of helps plan with them. But the head coach is the main play caller, the main play caller. Yeah, and, and you'll see, like, you'll see um, in, like, it, uh, the whole thing was, like, we're looking for another Sean McVay because they're always, like, the offense, Sean McVay did really well offensively, and then, I mean, they won the Super Bowl, not, not this past year, but in, I think it was 2022. And, um, and then everyone's like, okay, who's the next Sean McVay? Who's the, I think Arizona tried it with Cliff Kingsbury, didn't work out. Um it worked out so it's worked out so far with uh the Packers because they hired um LaFleur. He was a he was I think an offensive coordinator either at LA or San Fran. And but the Jets hired LaFleur's brother and that one didn't work out. I mean they had Zach Wilson and you know they had other issues as far as the offensive line, but um that one didn't work out. So it's I guess it's just more based on the on the relationship, like with the because like in the only one that does head coach and general manager is Bill Belichick. Like he's the only one that has both titles. And I don't even think Bill Belichick called, like he's a defensive coach, but he doesn't really call the defense. Um, and his son's there, right? With him? Yeah. His son, I think is the one that calls it, or I know he's one of the main voices there. And then he just, he fired his offensive coordinator. They hired Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien's now back in the NFL. He was at the one from Houston. Yeah, so he was at Houston. He was the head coach, and Tamian he did, he tried to do the GM. It didn't work out. In mal, yeah. in mal, fired him. So usually they, there's like this kind of running joke, like go back to coaching rehab at Alabama. <laughs> so all the 
all the good coaches go back to Alabama. They become an offensive coordinator or, or a special assistant to Nick Saban, whatever. They're there for two years and then boom, they'll go, they'll go back. I mean, it happened like right now, the most recent one was, was Bill O'Brien. And then it happened to Brian Dayball. He's the head coach of the Giants. And he was oh, there. Okay. He, was in, he was the offensive coordinator for a while there at Alabama. También. Yeah. Coaching rehab, you got to go back and then set you on your way. Rehab. So do you think now that the guy from the Cowboys is gone, do you think that has any effect, any change on the Cowboys draft pick? And you, you did a the draft here, the mock draft. Cowboys 26 pick. I don't think so. You know what? Like, I think they have a – before when it was Jason Garrett, like, I felt like there was a certain way they did things. And now, like, since it's been Mike McCarthy for the last several years or three, four years now, they have, like, a certain – they do it differently. So, I think with Jason Garrett, it was always, like, what do we need? And, like, for example, we need a defensive end. So, they, that's the time they drafted uh, Taco Charlton. And – it wasn't necessarily the best player available, but it was the best player that they needed. Now you've seen with Mike McCarthy is whoever the best players available there, we're going to go get them. Like I think when they drafted, okay. Lamb, I, they, I don't, they don't go for, they don't go for neat positions. They go for not as players. much, but like, like let's say it's like that time CD lamb fell. Like they had no mm -hmm. idea CD lamb was going to be there when I think it was like pick 15th or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's go get a CD Lamb. Even they though they're no already, yeah. yeah, they already, I think they already had uh, Cooper on the on the team. See, see, see. Last year with Michael Michael Parsons, I mean, or two years ago with Michael Parsons, I mean, they had Van Der Esch and and Smith. I think was either yeah. still there or about to get cut. Nah, they they got to go. They got a home run with him, no? Yeah, and they got they drafted Michael Parsons, but at that time, I don't think that was their need. But I felt like they they have a. That's the thing. I think the biggest confusion I listened. Like I said, I listen to these podcasts mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like everyone sees like who the who ESPN's predicting or who the NFL experts predicting. Right. I feel like every team in general has their own. Yeah, of course, they have their own scouting department, but they have their own list of their top. For example, like I'm sure the Cowboys, they they have a top 30 board and then they probably pick like, OK, these are the 10 guys that we would feel comfortable drafting at that. And then if they don't like if let's say the pick 26 comes. And th those 10 guys aren't there, then they'll either they'll make a pick or they'll kind of like trade back. And you've seen that you'll see it like, especially like in the earlier rounds, like where they start trading back because the guy that they wanted isn't there anymore. Yes, we got eight minutes left because this is still the free trial. <laughs> no, no worries. So, dude, you, you got first overall pick Panthers. I see yeah. a lot of people go by Bryce Young. Yeah, what do you think? I think he's, yeah, he's the like certified like best, best. Like that's the thing is like you'll hear like he's the best player in the draft or the best quarterback in the draft. But like I was listening to Mike Lombardi, he used to be a GM, and he was like the best player is Jalen Carter, the defensive lineman. Like, but he's had issues. I think he got arrested at Georgia, and and he at his pro day he was like showed up overweight. But like he's legitimately the best prospect. But I mean, at Panthers need a quarterback. They have a new head coach. I think they go Bryce Young. It's the number two Texans, dude. I heard this today. Let me run this by you. I was yeah, watching. I think, I think what you're gonna tell me. I think we agree. <laughs> I was watching ESPN. 
yeah. um, during my lunch. And this guy, the Herm Edwards, he was like, Houston should trade the picks because I think they got two picks in the first round. They should trade the picks for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, like, I don't understand is ever since that whole thing happened with, like, Lamar and not them not getting getting a contract, like, I'm not sure. I'm not – I don't know why more teams haven't tried. And, like, you'll hear both sides of it. Well, he doesn't have an agent, so the agent usually the one, like, uh, kind of selling them to other teams. But, like, even, like, the Colts, a team like the Colts or the Texans, you said – Anyone that doesn't really have a quarterback, I mean, the Raiders lost Derek Carr, but I think they have Garoppolo now. I mean, like, if I was, like, the Falcons, the Texans, the Colts, like, I'd be calling, like, hey, are y'all going to trade him? Or, like, hey, I have this pick. Like, Lamar Jackson's, like, once in a generation. There's no other guy like him. I mean, the last time we had someone like that, it was – that's lasted this long because he's also won an MVP. And, you know, Vince Young was there for a little bit. Uh, Cam Newton won an MVP, went to the Super Bowl, but Mike, kind Mike of cleared Vick. out. Michael Vick was a generation, like, he played for, for more than 10 years, you know. But, like, Lamar Jackson's so young, and he's already done it so well at, at such a high level. I don't see why more teams don't call for him. Yeah, like you said, MVP, it's weird. Um, yeah, it what is. Were you, what were you thinking? Oh, uh, that I heard that. So I, for the longest time, like, everyone was saying, like, well, the Texans need a quarterback. Like, the Texans are going to draft mm-hmm. a quarterback. And then, like, I don't know if it was, like, last Thursday, like, the rumors started coming, like, well, the Texans, like, they have a new coach. He's a defensive coach from San Fran, Demico Ryans. And, like, well, like, what if they don't have, like, C.J. Stroud is the consensus, number two. Mm-hmm. But then it started coming out that Will Levis is, like, going to be the best. This is going to be projected better than him or whatever. But then they started, the rumor was, like, what if they pick Will Anderson? Will Anderson's the the linebacker from linebacker slash defensive end from Alabama and him, he's like the number two, as far as like rankings and ratings and best player available, number two best player available. And I mean, it would make sense. He's a defensive coach. It's his first draft, his first draft pick for the Texans. Like why not? And then wait till next year. Cause supposedly next year, the quarterbacks are going to be better. Like you'll get a guy like Caleb Williams, um, the guy from, uh, Oregon, Bo Nix, he's supposed to be really good. The guy from North Carolina is supposed to be really good. So there's going to be more quarterbacks next year than there is this year. Like here, I thought, like for the longest time, I thought it was just either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Like it was just them two. And then all of a sudden, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson went off in the combine, so it kind of like blew up on its own. I mean, he's like another Cam Newton type dude. Uh, super gifted, physical, 6'6", monster arm. Like So that's why he's getting more popular. Um, the other one that not really a lot of people are talking about, and he did, like, if he wouldn't have got injured, like, he'd probably be number one or number two, and his name is Hendon Hooker. He's a quarterback for Tennessee. That dude was probably going to win the Heisman. They, they beat Alabama for the first time in I don't know how many years. He was doing so well, and then he... I remember that game, dude. That was a yeah. badass game. Yeah, did they dude, play twice? That, yeah, I think uh, they I'm did. Sure. I, he or got no, hurt. I don't know if he got hurt like right before the championship or in the championship, but um, like that dude was like balling. Like that was balling. a badass game. Like, mm-hmm. And he was like the like he was gonna win the Heisman. I think he, it was around uh, Halloween when they played. Yeah, because he. I think he. I went, by the time he got hurt, he he had thrown like twenty eight touchdowns and only like two interceptions. And and names Hendon. Uh, he's in the draft now, so I'm sure someone someone's gonna pick him up because of how good he is. See, like, because I, I think we were at um 
at a hotel for the Fright Fest at the Six Flags. Oh, and yeah. I, mem- yeah. I remember at the hotel, they were passing that game. Everyone was going crazy. Yeah. The Tennessee Bama. Este... Yeah, and Tennessee beat them. I mean, but that guy's good. So as far as quarterbacks, like, that's the thing is that they're saying about this draft is like. So just it's, like two. It's completely un- yeah, it's completely unpredictable. Like in the years past, you could kind of know where. But this year, you don't know because you don't know if the Texans are going to take a quarterback. You don't know. What the Cardinals are pick number three, what are they going to do? You know, all of a sudden, Kyler Murray over the weekend came out. He's like, well, I like the offensive tackle from Ohio State, Paris Johnson or whatever. And it's like, well, okay, like, what does that do to the – because they have a new head coach. To the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a new head coach. And then um, Colts, también, they need a quarterback, but they got a new – también, they have a new head coach, offensive coordinator from Philly. They signed Gardner Minshew, who was Jalen Hurts' backup in Philly. And I think he started to – he started against the Cowboys, Gardner Minshew, last year. So – and he played well. I think he had, like, three turnovers. But, I mean, he still threw for, like, 400 yards on Dallas, which Dallas had a really good defense. Really so. good defense, yeah. Yeah, so they had – I mean, they have Gardner Minshew. Is Gardner Minshew enough for the new coach, or do they need a new quarterback? I mean, if I was them, I would have called Lamar Jackson already. Like, hey, dude, like – or called Baltimore, like, hey, we'll give you the number four pick for Lamar Jackson. It's as simple as that. Like, yeah, because you you know what you're getting with him. Yeah, and then with these guys, like, yeah. even if they Bryce Young goes, who's the number one guy, you don't know what you're getting. Like, even if you draft Anthony Richardson, this physical monster, um, you don't know what is going to happen. Like, that's the thing is there's way more busts than they are hits. Like, you never know. Yeah. Dude, coming from a Jets fan, trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, you, you should be happy. You el otro be. Sam, ¿cómo se llama? Yeah, no, but the went, Jets are going to the Super Bowl, no? Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold, yeah. Yeah, they're going to the Super Bowl. Dude, even when they were good with Rex Ryan, they had Mark Sanchez. Like, I know, and on, like, like the thing with Mark Sanchez, like, they drafted him. I, I think they yeah. went all the way to the AFC Championship. Several years, like I think they went two, yeah. three years in a two, row with Mark yeah. Sanchez, and he wasn't even like the best quarterback, but he did what they had to do. You know, they ran yeah. the ball a lot, and they had a really, really good defense. Hey, dude, we got less than a minute left. It was yeah. fun, dude. We should do another one post draft analysis, dude. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I'll be busy this weekend, but maybe Sunday, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Should See, you dude, when, yeah, whenever you're you're available. You wanna take us out? Yeah. New little shout um, out, whatever you want to say. Well, I hope the Cowboys don't draft the guy from Notre Dame. I'm going to be very upset if they do draft that tight end from Notre Dame. I think the, the guy from Georgia is better, just in my opinion. Uh, but it was a great time. Thank you for inviting me. And yes, we'll, we have to do this again. It was a lot of fun. Yes, dude. We will do another one. Thanks for stopping right. by. Thanks, no dude. Problem. Thanks.